and welcome to the Medical Protection Podcast Headliner Series. I'm your host, Dr. Lynn McKinlay. In this podcast, I had the opportunity to talk with Dr. Alvin Chang, the Clinical Director for Quality, Safety and Risk Management at KK Women's and Children's Hospital in Singapore, and a neonatologist by profession. I've worked with Dr. Chang over the last few years as KK Children's Hospital has been on its journey to improve patient safety. In this podcast, we talked about kindness, staff engagement, listening, and how to promote safety in healthcare. Welcome, Alvin. Good afternoon, Lynn. It's great to have you with us for this podcast. You and I have spoken about uh, initiatives that are uh, gaining ground globally in the area of patient safety. One of the things uh, when we talked about prior to this podcast was the What Matters to You movement. The, this was a movement that was started following uh, a very important article published in the New England Journal, was really about asking patients what's important to them. Your insight was that we should be asking our staff a similar question when it comes to initiatives in healthcare. Alvin, do you want to talk a little bit about why this is such an important movement for uh, interacting with our staff? Thank you. Thank you, Lynn, for the uh, introduction. So given that there's this move on the what matters to you targeted at patients, I think it's also time for us to shift the conversation on what matters to you to our staff. If you look at the evolution of the philosophy of patient safety, it has moved you know, from one where we ensure that we do not we, we, or we do not harm our patients. You know, we put in interventions, we put in initiatives. We move from that uh, idea, this evidence-based practices into more of uh, patient-centered initiatives, getting patients involved in some of these initiatives. But to, to take this conversation further, I think it is also important to get our staff involved in some of this initiatives that we put in place because at the end of the day, it is our staff at the front line are people who is going to carry out some of these uh, initiatives. They are the ones who are going to be, you know, uh, making things success successful, making things sustainable, um, or even making things, uh, you know, that will be meaningful, not only for our patients, but meaningful for their work. And, and putting all this together, it's important to, as, I, as I've said earlier, you know, it's important to put this conversation of what matters to you, not only for our patients now, let's just shift it and uh, use it, you know, for our own staff. So Alvin, you're saying, if I understand you correctly, that when an organisation is trying to improve outcomes for patients through whatever sort of initiatives, there's got to be a trickle down to actually empowering the staff to undertake that work for patients and with patients. And so therefore, it's important to not only understand what matters to patients, but what matters to staff. Yes, precisely. That's, that is what we should be looking at, you know, rather than just being so, again, paternalistic and say that, you know, just because the evidence states that intervention A works for this particular condition, um, it should also work with us. Um, we, we need to bear in mind that there is the, the, the importance of uh, the culture, the importance of uh, the way how different institutions work. We may be running the same service, you know, like for example, 
for myself, I'm, I'm a neonatologist. So the neonatal center at a hospital, for example, in Brisbane, you know, they may have certain things that is put in place, certain best practices. In Singapore, if we want to adopt these best practices, we can't just take, take it as a whole. We need to adapt it. We need to get it uh, uh, accepted by our people on the ground, accepted by our patients. So in order for us to ensure that this, you know, a certain best practices is being shared or being used at different places, indeed, our staffs are an important asset to ensure whether a particular you know, best practices will stay, whether it will stick or whether it's just going to be another initiative on a short-term basis. And so empowering them is important. In fact, I think it's good to also talk about uh, related to this is how when we put in initiatives, we need to look into the psychology behind uh, introducing a change and the way to do it, you know, as what this, this actually came from the Institute for Healthcare and Improvement in the U.S. I, I particularly enjoy the, uh, the, the five elements that they keep talking about, you know, to ensure something or interventions are sustainable. Number one, we need to ensure that we need to help people to unleash intrinsic motivation on why a change is important. This can be in the form of a story. This can be in the form of, you know, data or in any, in any manner, you know, that will help people understand the importance of why adopt a change or why, why, why adapt a particular intervention. The key thing is to be able to co-design, co-design interventions with our staff, with our patients at the same time, and to be able to, to listen to each other um, and perhaps even adapt certain best practices that we intend to improve ourselves on. And they also did talk about co-producing an authentic relationship. We, we need to develop authentic relationships between teams, between different people who come from different backgrounds. We need to be sensitive to each other's needs, to, to, to each other's ideas, and not just brush away just because someone junior raised a concern or someone, you know, who has just joined the department um, felt that certain things don't work on the basis of uh, her or his experience. In other words, at the same time, we, all, we, we need to also look into how we are able to distribute power, share the power, you know, share the, the, the way how we do things rather than just having a particular team leader doing things, giving instructions. I think we need to develop sort of a uh, mutual understanding that we need to actively listen to each other. And then from there, only we can help each other to adapt, adapt in action in order for us to ensure things will stick and uh, initiatives will be on a uh, more sustainable on a long-term basis. It's a very interesting idea that uh, one group providing advice or giving some guidance to another group and saying, but that needs to yeah. be contextualised because it, it's not going to just be a cookie cutter. Uh, and similarly, as you were saying before, when we're providing advice or care to patients that, you know, we also need to ask them whether that will work and does that make sense and does it fit their context? Yeah. Yeah. So it's at a, a, a couple so, of different levels, isn't it? I think in this, as, as what this conversation started off with, things also need to be contextualized to the needs of 
I was staff. Alvin, we've been talking about in, in our hospitals and in our healthcare settings, asking staff what matters to you. You mentioned that you uh, had an interesting way of gathering the staff's ideas at KK Hospital. Can you tell me a little bit about that one? Yes, I think um, listening from the staff is important. In fact, we, we do get a lot of ideas, ideas that we never thought of, you know, from, from, from our staff themselves. So in KK, we do have the, uh, a portal for staff to put in their ideas. In fact, <clears throat> we call it the bank, the idea portal. Um, all staff have access to it internally within our intranet and uh, <clears throat> irrespective of your position in the organization, irrespective of the idea, a big one, a small one, a simple one, or a complex one, everyone is entitled to put in their ideas and they can put in as many ideas as they would like to in this uh, repository. Um, <clears throat> Ideas that have been put into this repository will be reviewed, reviewed by not just an individual, but reviewed by a group of people, a committee. And, uh, you know, whichever ideas the committee felt that it's good, something that can be materialized, something that can be improved, um, is, will often be taken up as a quality improvement projects. We want to create the the. The, the awareness that um, uh, the voice matters of our staff. And of course, then the usual ones that we have been doing is the leadership rounding. We have a couple of leadership rounds by different leadership groups, uh, one by our CEO and then another one by our chairman of the medical board, equivalent to the chief medical officer in the US system. Um, and then we also have uh, infection control rounds and so on and so forth. But at, at all the leadership rounds, um, the leaders were actually tasked to ask what matters to you. The leaders were even also asked, you know, uh, things like uh, what's the uh, hand hygiene compliance rate? What are the um, what are your most pressing issues that you want us to bring it up to leadership? Of course, when we started this, you know. From an Asian culture, people still go by the hierarchy. They were worried that, you know, if I tell the CEO that I'm having certain problems, I'm, a, I'm afraid that I've bypassed my supervisors. But as we did this, as we went along, you know, we did this over time, a couple of years, people are now getting more and more comfortable at raising concerns directly with the CEO because they understand that this is for the purpose of improvement. Uh, this is for the purpose of, you know, ensuring uh, staff well-being has been taken care of um, and not as a tool to punish individuals on the basis of, you know, I just bypassed the HOD and the HOD gets annoyed with it, you know. So it sounds like this leader rounding initiative has got really important benefits for patient uh, outcomes but also for staff well-being. Alvin, I guess from a staff well-being point of view, Having that autonomy or that power to put forward your ideas is an important element of, of, of how you feel about your work, isn't it? Yes. Um, I think this is an example of how, or rather what we say, you know, you try to distribute power. Um, you distribute the power back to our people rather than just something that just comes from 
uh, leadership, um, bottoms-up approach, rather than just you know just a top-down approach in everything that we do. And and over the years, we find that um, efforts are more sustainable when we approach it from this angle, rather than just telling people what to do. You know, coming from the top, uh, we need to just listen to our staffs. Alvin, are some of the ideas the staff come up with, are they also about staff wellbeing? Does that come into the ideas bank? Yes. There's no, in fact, there's actually no restrictions in you know, what type of ideas, whether it's ideas for patients, for processes, or even for the staff. Um, in fact, we've got ideas where, you know, the people just wanted a, uh, a small area, a respite area at work. And uh, we, particularly during the COVID uh, pandemic. And so that idea actually materialized. Uh, that idea came about and um, what the division of nursing decided, you know, that it is not just the pantry, but they also created, you know, a little area in the ward, you know, where people can just rest and relax, uh, with some snacks. <laughs> with uh, In fact, there are certain, there are certain areas in one of our meeting rooms, we even have uh, at least four or five lazy chairs for people to sit down. Um, and so, and, and all these ideas actually came from the staff. Also. It's not something that came from, from the uh, senior management. So indeed, ideas related to staff well-being uh, does, actually, does actually contribute uh, you know, to things that senior leaders do not actually, may not actually, actually have the foresight. Alvin, you've shared with us a lot of great ideas for motivating staff towards improving the culture, towards improving things for patients at your hospital at KK, Women's and Children's Hospital in Singapore. You've obviously spent a lot of your career really learning about these uh, ways to motivate staff and to bring about change. Have you got any... I guess, tips for our listeners about what you think are the most important um, things to think about if you're trying to introduce a new, perhaps a new um, program or a new model of care or even a change to the way practice is being delivered or healthcare is being delivered in your clinic. I think the first tip I would say is to listen actively to people. Um, we need to listen actively to the stakeholders and the stakeholders does not just mean the supervisors or the uh, leaders of a particular service. The stakeholders should include the frontline staff and the patients. Um, the other, the my second tip would also be, um, as a leader, we need to be flexible. We need to be able to adapt our ideas. Um, we just cannot afford to be dogmatic you know, over the things that we, we think is going to work. And we need to be able to distribute power in order to ensure whatever that we want to put in place is sustainable. Otherwise, it's just going to be another flavor of the month activity and it's not going to stick. Alvin, thank you for joining me this afternoon and sharing with me and with our listeners your ideas about, about change, about the importance of including our staff and ideas about kindness, 
Um, it's been really wonderful um, to have this opportunity and I'm sure that our listeners have really benefited from your experience in this area. So thank you very much. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to my conversation with Dr. Alvin Chang discussing kindness and safety in healthcare. Please take a look in the podcast description for further information and training about today's topic. If you're new to podcasts, maybe listening for the first time, make sure you subscribe to the channel to make listening in the future easier. You can access this podcast from all the major apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify. For more information about medical protection, or if you're already a member and would like a certificate for listening to this podcast, please look for details in the description. I've been your host, Lynn McKinley. Thank you for listening.